So welcome again to Sutton Vineyard. My name's Hannah. I'm the assistant pastor here, and I'm also on our wonderful preaching team. And it's my absolute pleasure to not only be celebrating with you all today, the grown-ups of Nico and Lila Bell, their friends, their family, and all of our church community, but also just hope to bring a few reflections to you all that are helpful. This talk will be about 20 minutes, hopefully less, and the whole reason that we share something on Dedication Sunday um, in particular is to refocus our minds back to why we, re- why we dedicate our children, why do we do what we do, why we say what we say, what it means for our children and their families and our church family, because today, of course, is such a special day and it's one to celebrate. And we see lots of special celebratory days, and there's always normally a short talk, isn't there? So like if you think about a wedding or a baptism or maybe even a graduation, and that is exactly what I'm going to hope to do for you all today. Now, I myself, I wasn't dedicated as a child or I wasn't baptised either. Here at Sutton Vineyard, we don't actually offer infant baptism, you know, with like the water and the font. There's lots of funny YouTube videos where, you know, the water's gone astray. We don't actually do that. Um, But you may recognise that if you've been to an infant baptism before. They're absolutely wonderful celebratory days, quite often at like Anglican or Church of England churches. Now, that's not us saying that that way is wrong at all. It's just we really value what dedication means to the children, to the families and to us as a community. So I thought uh, I'd share a photo with you all. I remember my own children's dedications fondly. Unfortunately, we had to kind of postpone them due to the coronavirus. But, you know, we don't talk about that anymore. Um, And it was a wonderful day. Look, there they are. They look so tiny now. That's Benji and Elodie and my husband, Josh, and I. And it was just a wonderful day, just like today, full of joy and celebration. We had our own friends and family here. And as a parent, dedicating Benji and Elodie meant that they were officially welcomed into the wonderful community here at Sutton Vineyard. And it meant that we as parents were promising to share the responsibility of praying for them and encouraging them in their own faith alongside their absolutely top-tier godparents. And it also meant that we were committing Benji and Elodie to God to set them apart to someone very, very special, Jesus. So thinking of those special things to me, should we dive in a bit deeper together and see how we can all find meaning in dedicating our own lives to God, however young or old we might be? So, I don't know if Lily's in here, because she will definitely agree with this. Who loves Christmas? There we go. I know there are some Christmas fans here. Can you raise your hand if you love Christmas? Oh, there we go. Jack's raised both hands as Lily's husband to cover her. (laughs) And is there anyone here that doesn't consider Christmas until like the 24th of December? Is anyone going to own up? There we go. (laughs) Has anyone finished their Christmas shopping yet? Oh, we've got one. Congratulations to you. (laughs) Who won't start until like a few days before Christmas? There we go. (laughs) I probably sit somewhere in the middle of the festivities. Uh, I have bought a few gifts, but I won't think about it much now until Christmas. Um, But I thought it was important to share with you today that the Christmas countdown is on, and it's only 92 days to go. So in the festive spirit, because you know, we feel festive already, uh, let's cast our minds back around uh, 2,000 years ago to a drafty stable and a baby lying in a manger. Baby Jesus was born to Mary and Joseph. 
And you may well recall that Jesus was giving gifts and they had various visitors to come to see him. And as was Jewish custom, after birth, there were kind of a few other things that families did to mark the arrival of their baby, especially a baby boy. So let's look together about what happened as is written in the Gospel of Luke. If you've got a Bible, feel free to open it. If not, it'll be on the screen to follow. So when the eight days were completed for his circumcision, he was named Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived. And when the days of their purification, according to the law of Moses, were finished, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, just as it was written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male will be dedicated to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice, according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. So as we see, the celebration of dedication is not a new one. Jesus himself was dedicated in the temple, a place of worship, just like the in a similar way to the dedications today of Lila Bell and of Nico. This was a really important day for any Jew law-abiding family, for their child would be named, and a little like we heard the beautiful meanings behind Lila Bell and Nico's names. Um, And there were also ceremonial practices that would have been really important to them. So in order for Jesus to later be able to enter the temple and to teach, he'd need to have partaken in this ceremony as a newborn. And if you think 30 years on from Jesus' own dedication, being able to teach was really important. Now this ritual or a ceremony doesn't perfectly mirror the dedications that we have here today. They probably didn't have AV equipment, but we won't think about that. There are still valid and important meanings for us, for our lives here. It was an important marker for a family, and the act of the ceremony itself set apart the child for a life lived with God. Now, you may have heard of the word consecration, and in the passage that we read, the translation has actually used the word dedication, like today. Both of these words convey the meaning that during the ceremony or the celebration, the baby is set apart or identified as belonging to God. And here's a little definition that might help explain it more. So dedication is to be completely devoted to something special or someone special, to be wholeheartedly and unreservedly committed to be set apart. The families here today, and I believe Mary and Joseph, 2,000 years ago with tiny baby Jesus are not here to control or force their children to do or be anything. They're here to introduce their children to the love of Jesus, seen through the lens of family and community, and to introduce their children to a life devoted to Jesus. Interestingly, the pronouns used in the text all about Jesus' own dedication are not singular. They don't just refer to baby Jesus. The passage that we read talks about their purification. So Jewish women, after giving birth, would have presented an offering to the temple as part of their own personal spiritual practices and purification. But Luke tells us that it was their purification, not her purification, not just Mary's. They were doing this together as a team, a family unit, sharing the experience together, not just all of all about the baby, but about the parents as well. And this morning we recognise the importance of a child's grown-ups in this important celebration. We recognise that with Danachi, Onu, Hannah and Marco making their own promises to God and their children. So let's have a little look and refresh our memories over what our parents promised earlier. 
So they said, will you, or they said yes to, will you promise to do all you can to nurture, support and encourage your child by your words, actions and prayers? Will you live your life in such a way as to encourage them to grow in their relationship with God and to become all that God intends them to be? So in dedicating our children, we have kind of like pretty big roles to play as parents. Just as Mary and Joseph shared in Jesus' ceremony, our parents here, Danachi, uh, Onu, Marco and Hannah, are recognising their own value and their own dedication to God. And dedications are kind of a wonderful example for our children to see or look back on our own commitments to Jesus and our own sense of devotion to God. It's a commitment to our children and to God early on in the parenting journey to remember that set-apartedness, that's a bit of a mouthful, as the kind of inevitable bumps in the road come and go. As the toddler and the three-nager era begins, don't know if any of you have experienced that, or the late night waiting up for a teenager, as they become less distant in the future, we can remember the things we did today. See, being committed and dedicated is keeping on going despite the really tricky stuff, keeping on going when things are tough, and having a reliance on a God who is timeless and boundless, unaffected by change or season. And today our parents get to recommit to their child and to Jesus. And if you're not Hannah, Marco, Donacci or Onu, fear not, because this applies to all of us. And a phrase as a parent that I've heard again and again is, the days are long, but the years are short. And I have some understanding of that kind of like so far, but some days, like yesterday, are very, very long. And for Mary and Joseph, I do wonder if the years were particularly short, because we next see Jesus in the Gospel of Luke, after his dedication, over a decade on, when he and his family are celebrating the Jewish festival of Passover. So we're going to read that now. It's Luke 2, 41 to 43. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival, according to his custom, or according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. So I was speaking recently with my best friend Anna, who was up here earlier, here, and you may have seen her up leading us in worship. I'm so looking forward to the birth of her very own baby next year. And inevitably, now and again, our focus on our conversation does kind of stray to babies and parenting. And I didn't realise recently, until recently, that Anna had never heard of the Nordic and Swedish practice of getting a baby to sleep. So as a parent of a newborn not too long ago, I heard all the tricks. So like shushing, rocking, rocking, jiggling, a dark room, white noise, pushing them in a buggy, baby wearing. I don't know if it's familiar to some parents. All of the things you could do and none of them inevitably work. However, my grandma shared with me the classic pop your baby in the garden and they'll just sleep well. <laughs> Don't worry, I didn't do this. I mean, I don't have a garden. It would be quite dangerous if I did that. But in Nordic countries, they do kind of do it a little bit like this. So here's a little photo for you. Mums and dads pop in for coffee dates with their friends in the local towns and line up their beautifully sleeping babies on the pavement in their buggies, and everyone looks out for everyone else's children. And the grown-ups get to enjoy a hot cup of coffee. 
and the community really look out for each other's kids. Um, and it's also really common in Japan, where children wear brightly coloured caps from ages as young as six to pop to the shop. So we've got a picture of that as well. The hats mean that adults know the children are out alone and they can assist them with paying or reaching an item on a shelf. The community is all centred around supporting young children as they grow and they learn. And they go out and they kind of pick up a few bits from the shops or walk themselves to and from school. And wonderfully, that's also why we're all here today. Not only did Hannah and Marco, Dinachi and Onu make promises, and so did um, Erica as godparent, the rest of us all made a promise too. So let me refresh uh, as to what we all promised today to Nico and to Lila Bell. Will you, the friends and family, support and encourage Nico and Lila practice practically and prayerfully as their parents raise Nico and Lila in God's love and seek to teach them God's way. Our families and their kids are not doing this alone. In fact, not one person here in our church does life alone. We are in a church that aims to love one another, pray for one another, teach one another, serve one another and have each other's backs. Be dedicated to each other and to God. Julian, uh, who you saw up here earlier, one of our senior pastors, shared in our Vision Sunday a few weeks ago about how if we all had everybody else's best interests at heart, the community here would flourish. We've been ensuring that everyone has love and care and a cheerleader. Our world is consumer focus. What can I buy? What can we watch? Where does the best deal? How can I flourish? Pushing to the top of a career ladder, having the nicest home, the biggest pension. A church community which promises to our children and to each other, the promises that were made to Nico and to Lila and their families this morning, restores us to a place which may have looked like the community that Mary, Joseph and Jesus found themselves in. Jesus was left behind in the temple, but he wasn't alone. So let's read on in the story a bit more. Thinking he was in their company, they travelled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking questions. I don't know about you, but I haven't yet accidentally left my child somewhere and ca carried on for a few days. <laughs> but you can kind of start to imagine the type of community and the group that they travelled with for Mary and Joseph to maybe not realise for so long. A large community looking out for one another, looking after the children, sharing the experience of Passover with each other. They had a shared goal, they had shared values and they had a shared faith and devotion to God. They were set apart and they were dedicated. They probably also had a really clear sense on how they wanted to raise their children as parents in a community. So here are a couple of verses that illustrate this. Proverbs 22.6 says, Start children off on the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. And then Deuteronomy 6.4-7 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give to you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. They wanted their children to know the right path. And they wanted their children to be faithful to God, not to turn 
from a life lived for him. They wanted their kids to be knowledgeable about God. And they wanted to talk about God regularly, be in community with each other, learn together and live together, share life with one another. They wanted their children to be focused on God and on one another. They wanted their children to be dedicated to the Lord. So what does this mean for us? How can this be of relevance to us as most of us here in the room are not small children? So as I wrap up this little part of our service and invite our worship team to come up and join me, there I think are a few key takeaways for all of us. We are all a vital part of our church community. We are bound by being dedicated, by being set apart. Dedicated in a service like our children today or not, we are all valued, loved, and we belong here. Whether you have kids or you don't, whether you are younger or a bit older, you are important to the kingdom of God here at Sutton Vineyard. And as Lily and a few others prayed for our children earlier and their families to receive the Holy Spirit, you too can experience God's love through his spirit today. If you are already dedicated to Jesus, are you dedicated to our community, to each other? Are you dedicated to promising to each other unwavering support, encouragement and prayer? Or if you're beginning a journey with Jesus today, through God's spirit, you can commit to a life lived in pursuit of dedication to God. You may not be a small child ready for a dedication service, but you may be a grown-up ready to say yes to living a life learning more about Jesus, growing in knowledge and stature as Jesus did. And our community here at Sutton Vineyard is ready to support you and pray with you as you explore what it means to be dedicated to God.